In Lingua Podcast Live from Dessau is broadcast from Middle Deutschland and features all things languages. The show is hosted by our teachers, presenting students and guests from all walks of language learning experiences. Today, joining us is Anna Awua. Ooh, <laughs> that sounds cool. Yeah, that sounds that that could that, I might I might I might use that one. Yeah, it sounds official. It sounds very official. Well, welcome to our podcast. Have you listened to any episodes of the podcast? I'm not gonna lie. No, <laughs> I haven't had the chance, but I will. I will start listening soon. You can lie just a little bit. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> I've listened to one, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, like two weeks ago, like I got an email from our coordinator. And we saw that, I mean, you you won the most outstanding English teacher for Enlingua. I mean, that's I quite, it's quite an accomplishment. <laughs> it is, it is. I was actually shocked. To be honest, I didn't even know what nomination. Like, I, didn't even, I knew I was going to get nominated, but I didn't understand what was entailed in the whole process. How did you know that you were going to get nominated? Um, like my um, my supervisor in Lingua Vicenza, which is Veronica, shout out. Um, she said she says he was nominating me, and then I was like, okay, cool. But I didn't know how you win. How do they determine the winner? Like I, I had no idea about any of this stuff. But I just knew she was nominating me and what she was going to write for the nomination. I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, you can go ahead. So I forgot about it because it took a while. And then she came back and it's like, I knew it was going to happen. Wow. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. And then she just said it. And then she's like, oh, the president's going to come. But then next thing I know, I had this Instagram post and then all these messages from like people that knew me. And I was like, wait, why are they messaging me? And then I saw the post on Instagram and I was like, oh, okay. This feature. Okay. Yeah. So that's how I knew. You got to admit, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't think I fully realized, but then for me, it is. Yeah, it is. It is a big okay. deal. I was like, oh, thanks. Like, I feel, I don't know, it's weird for me because for me, it's like, I don't know, like, it doesn't make a difference to me because I still, like, I love teaching so much. Like, I mm-hmm. enjoy the process of, like, yeah, letting people learn new things and stuff. So it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel better mm-hmm. or makes me feel like, you know I mean, it's, it's a nice recognition but I'm still me, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. Well, before we get into, like, your in lingua teaching, <laughs> yeah. can we talk a little bit about your background? Okay, so I was born in Palermo, in Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents are both from Ghana, so they met and got married and gave birth to me and my sisters here in Italy, Palermo. So um, my dad is a reverend pastor, so um, we moved a bit. So we went to Ghana and then came back to Italy and then mm-hmm. moved to a city called Ancona. And then from Ancona, then we moved to Vicenza. And so okay. I did my high school in Vicenza, half of it in Vicenza. And okay. then after high school, I went to university in London. So I studied in London and then I did psychology. And then after that, I went to, um, I started a master's in child psychology as well. And then I just worked and studied in Nottingham. Okay. That's where I was. And then after nine years, about nine years in the UK, I came back to Italy. And I've been here for three years. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, welcome so back. Well, yeah, welcome back home. <laughs> is is definitely being home. Is home. Sorry. Is okay, so better. in the UK, you were working as a child psychologist. No, I wasn't fully qualified because I need, you need to do a PhD mm-hmm. to do that. Okay. So, um, but I worked in the universities, in the um, the administration, admissions, and welfare for university students and stuff. So that's where I was working. And then, uh, yeah, that's what I did. And that's why I worked and enjoyed it until okay. I came back to Italy. Okay. So yeah. you came back to Italy and you said, okay, like, um, I want to teach. Yeah. So I came back. Like I wasn't looking for something. I didn't know exactly what I was looking for, right. but I was looking for something. And I was like, I'm just, I want to do something, but I always enjoy teaching and I enjoy, like, I just wanted something that wasn't too stressful that I can make up my own hours. Cause I came back for health reasons. Mm-hmm. So I just needed something that will not stress me out. Okay. It's like something that I can do earn some money, enjoy, and obviously occupy my time. So then my friend sent me a link and she said, oh, they're looking for teachers in the school. I saw the link and I said, okay, I'll, I'll apply. And that's when I applied and I had the interview with Ingo Vicenza. Then I got the job and then that's when I started teaching there. So I started with one student. I was mm-hmm. teaching Italian to her. Mm-hmm. And then from there, then I built up to the different people that I've been teaching. So you teach Italian and you teach English. Yeah. Okay. Which courses are you do you teach more Italian courses or more English courses? Uh, I teach more Italian, actually, but I teach both. It's, I think they're in equal measure. Mm-hmm. I teach, it's 50-50, I think. Okay. I teach both, yeah. So the courses here, like, um, we would have German courses, of course, and I, we offer, like, French and Spanish and yeah. Italian, I think, and English, of course, Russian. Mm-hmm. Uh a big part of the German courses are the courses for the refugees. So we have hmm. lots of, we have lots of integration courses that are being taught. Yeah. Are you teaching integration courses or is that in Italy? Like we have, that's all across Germany. Okay. Um, so we, yeah, we do teach Italian to foreigners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's Italian for foreigners and then like it's for people that want to get, for example, we have an exam called PLIDA, which is the exam for the citizenship. Okay. So to get to city, you need to pass this B1 level Italian test. Okay. So we have a lot of them come and do courses with us. So I teach that to uh-huh. help them with the exam. Mm-hmm. And also there's like Americans, British, and Germans, different people that just want to learn Italian to live here okay. and study here. And so they need to learn. So they learn for that as well. Okay. Did you get the award for English courses or for Italian courses? I don't actually know. I think I just got it because... Because you're the best master. teacher in the world, yeah. It's not because I am, because I'm the best teacher in the school. I don't even know. No, I, I think I got it from both. I think I got it more from like the approach and like just the way I teach. I just bring my personality in here a lot. Um, I'm a very, um, how do I say, like I, I demand, I want the best for my students, but I also mm-hmm. want the best from my students. Okay. So we can laugh, we can chat, you can bring your problems, you can cry. I've cried with my students before, like I've had people that maybe they did the exam like five times and like they're very discouraged and they're like crying because I'm like, I'm not going to pass again. I'm like, no, you're going to pass. It's going to be fine. You know what I mean? So it's like, so we have that as well. I think it's just more for the personality that we teach, more was present, but I also want results. I'm just going to, like, I'm not a friend. I'm a teacher. So okay. I'm, I'm also a friend, of course, but mainly I'm a teacher. So I'm here to teach you. So I expect results, I expect to do homework. 
So like, it's the balance between being strict and being permissive, being nice and being hard. Okay. So I think that just brings results. How do you, do you teach primarily like uh, adults or teenagers or children? <clears throat> I teach everyone, adults, okay. teenagers, and now children as well. How do you get those adults to do their homework? I still haven't figured that out. <laughs> you just, I'm scary. I can be, I can be scary. <laughs> I can be very scary. So like, I can switch and just be like, you can do your homework. Okay. So what are we going to do today? Because I can't move forward if you didn't do your homework. How do I know that the stuff we've done before, you've done it. If you, mm-hmm. if you didn't do your homework, we can't move forward. So we okay. have to repeat this stuff again. So when they do one boring lesson of repetition, then they will do your homework. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> In the English courses, do they know that you're fluent or Italian is your first language? Doing with the English courses? Yeah, with an English course. Yeah, you know, the thing is, because some of them, a lot, I teach a lot of beginners. Mm -hmm. I actually prefer teaching beginners. Okay. And yeah, it's harder, but it's also more rewarding. So I I enjoy it. And so they obviously can speak Italian. So let's say I'm saying like apple. So apple in Italian is mela. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, the apple is sweet. And they're like, apple, apple, I don't get it. And I'm like, the apple, apple. And they're like, oh, Mela. And I'm like, yeah, apple. So they can speak in Italian. Okay. But I can't. But then I understand what they say. Like, they know that I understand what they're saying when they speak. Because as beginners, they don't really have all the structure of the time. So they speak sometimes in Italian. But um, they know that I understand. But I don't reply to them in Italian. It's an English course. Okay. So, yeah. so keeping the target language in English in the Italian with Italian students, right? That's exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Is that difficult? I think sometimes it is because it's just uh, sometimes it's so much easier to just say the word. But then if they did that, then they wouldn't learn. So um, it, 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 it's, it's, it's hard work, but mm-hmm. then it, it, it's better for them. Okay. For them like, to learn, to actually get to that point together rather than just telling them the translation in, in Italian. Right. But then it's like the, the whole principle of in lingua that I understand and I agree with, to be honest, mm-hmm. is the fact that if you were in England mm-hmm. and you were stuck and you need to ask something, you cannot ask in Italian. They will not understand you. You have to ask right. in English. Right. So it, that's why it made me, like, that's why I like about the lingua method in the sense of like, it's real life. Because I've met so many people in England, like Spanish or Italians, they're stuck in the middle of the road. And they have to ask me for directions and you don't know, like, you have to, fo- you can't, there's no other way. You have mm-hmm. to speak English. It's just, no, you can't use a translator. Okay, now there's apps and stuff, but it's just not the same. Nobody has time in England to stand there, wait for you to put your stuff in your app and then right. translate it back to me. Everybody's in a rush. So you have to speak English. You have to find a way to speak quickly. Well, in your city of Vicenza. Exactly. What? is the language landscape like is english widely spoken there like no okay nobody speaks english <laughs> it's just not happening no it's not yeah no italy italians don't speak english it's just okay. not their life yeah it's italian it's italian all the way why is that do you think I just don't, it just don't, it's not, I don't know. It's just not, it's just weird. Because obviously in Germany, you speak, you speak German. I think it's in school. It starts from school. Mm-hmm. They don't teach English in schools in a way that has to be spoken well. When, well. I mean, you grew up in that system. Like when did you yeah, have your, exactly. in, yeah, when did you have your first English courses? 
No, you have in primary school, and right. it's actually fine teaching the basics. But I realized, like for example, in primary school they teach colors and they teach colors and like uh, animals, like mm-hmm. vocabulary, but they don't teach structures, which is a, which is the problem. Mm-hmm. So there's no real structures being taught. So like you know, can I go to the bathroom? Can I? Is it okay if I open the window? Like it teaches structures. They don't really do that. So okay. it's just like vocabulary. So you know the colors in the world. You know all the animals in the world. You know all the food in the world. Right. But it's just like you can't really compose sentences, and that's the issue. So when they grow older, they start learning in junior high school. But then there, at that point, it's harder to absorb information unless mm-hmm. you speak English at home or you have English friends, and you don't have anybody to speak English with. So that's why it's also hard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So it's the way it's done. I don't know. Okay. So what other sources of English are you telling your students when they leave your classroom, right? Yeah. What other um, mediums are you asking them to look at? I always tell them to um, always watch, because the one thing that I did, I mean, I speak English, but I always watch stuff with subtitles in English. Mm-hmm. So like just watch things on Netflix or wherever you can, and but always watch with subtitles in English. Because the one thing I've seen that my students used to do is I watch something in, in, in Italian with the subtitles in English, but you're just going to listen. And mm-hmm. if you just have it in English with subtitles in Italian, you're just going to read. Right. So you need to have it in English with subtitles in English. So you follow. And if you don't know a word, you don't understand the structure, you pause it, you look for it. It's not a leisure watch. It's like you're learning something. Okay. So you have to stop, look for the word, go back. And be like, oh, it makes sense. Why? Okay. It's not like a thing I'm just watching, I'm just watching like that. So that's why I tell them to do Netflix or BBC, the BBC mm. website. Mm. Learning English is a very good website for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but reading, reading is really the thing. Read blogs, good blogs. Um, read, like read stuff, see around, look around, but read a lot. It's really okay. You know, what exposure are you getting outside of the company? Exactly. So that's the main thing. It doesn't have to be Netflix. It could be Sky TV, Infinity exactly. TV, be anything yeah. else. Like, literally, there's Infinity TV as well. They have subtitles in English as well there as well. But I think they want to watch something. Either watch it to, to, to see, to watch the show, but, like, you need to understand that if you're watching something in English, that's mm-hmm. not your language. You're not watching it to watch the show because I want to see what happens. You're watching it to learn. So right. you have to pause. You have to look for the dictionary. You have to look for stuff. It's not going to be the same as watching something in your own language. Okay. Or you just watch it while doing the dishes. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So, yeah, it's not happening. Yeah, that's true. So are you socializing with some of your students outside of the classroom for extra practice? Um, with, some, with some of them I have in the past. Okay. With some of them I do, like, if I see them on the road, like, you see each other and stuff, and you're like, oh, come on, if he's if learning Italian, it's like English, or speaking English. And yeah, so stuff like that, but um, not really because it's, it's not much time. Okay. You have to want to socialize with everybody. Yeah. Well, so is Vicenza, is it a yeah. big city? No, it's small. Okay. How many people? I have no idea, but okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have no idea, but not that many. It's, 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 just, it's considered medium size, okay. medium small. Okay. It's considered like, a medium small town. Okay. Is it a beautiful town? Yeah, it's very beautiful. The is very beautiful. Okay. It's very beautiful. I socialize a lot with my students. Mm. Yeah. 
bike tours, riding bikes around the city. Uh, mm, you know, okay. Maybe going out to dinner, having like uh, having people over. So that's a big part of my teaching experience is like, no, I really get a lot of enjoyment just from like meeting because I teach mostly adults. Yeah, same, same as well. And, uh, you know, they have family. No, I have had people that I've like clicked with and stuff like that. So like my first mm-hmm. student, I did the Italian exam, which is an American student. And so mm-hmm. like now we exchange emails. She's gone back to America. She did the exam. She passed. And now she's gone back to America mm-hmm. um, to be with her family. And, you know, so we're still in contact. I'm still in contact with her. And, like, I'm, like, I, 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 do, I do connect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mainly, I realize, actually, it's mainly my Italian students, the ones that learn Italian. Mm-hmm. I think maybe because, obviously, they come from abroad and they hear. And so, like, maybe they want someone to talk to and stuff like that. So, they I definitely do connect with them, for sure. Okay. So, well, is there a university in your town? Like, are you teaching, like, like you said, there's some foreigners that are coming there and they, they want to learn Italian. Are they... But they're working, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And we have an American base here. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of Americans in Vicenza. Yeah, Americans, a lot of Americans. Vicenza is full of Americans, yeah. Okay. Like a, so okay. because of the, the base. Military. Is it? Yeah, sorry, the military base. Yeah. Okay. So oh, yeah, I mean, everybody um, knows, like, we're everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, yeah, exactly. So they're here. So there's, there's a no, but there's, there's a lot more. Because Vicenza is quite small, so you wouldn't think they'll be here, like, randomly random. But yeah, there's a lot of them here. So some lot of them come and learn Italian um, okay. from the school. I wonder why there's an American military base in your city. Yeah, because it's strategic. Okay. One of them, like, that one of my students is an official, is an American official at the base. And he's like, it's a, it's a strategic position uh-huh. um, because of where he is in Italy, because of where Vicenza is in Italy. Um, it's a strategic position, that's why. And it's small, so you don't, they don't, they never set up in big cities. They always okay. set up in smaller cities. So. Okay. okay. Well, it gives jobs to people, so it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. What were some of the challenging aspects? Like, you know, you studied like psychology, child psychology. If you had pursued that uh, mm. career, did you want to go into the teaching aspect of it, like a university professor, or would you rather work in the private sector, like counseling, or what was, you know, I just want to, I guess the question is the transition going, coming back into teaching, how, how challenging was that? Mm. No, I, I'm really, I'm still to today, like I still want to get a PhD. I still mm. want to pursue that because I really, I want to be a chartered, fully qualified psychologist. Mm-hmm. And my passion was to be, yeah, to be a child psychologist, to work in the, in, in, the, in the private sector, but also in schools. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the, the, my um, internships were, the main internship was in school. Mm-hmm. So you were in schools and like working with children in schools. So, and um, so that's what I really, I still want to do it, to be honest. But it wasn't a hard transition for me because I'm still working with people. Right. And I actually found out as I was doing it, that I actually enjoy teaching. Like I really love teaching. And, and it is it's important. If you don't love it, you can't do this. Like That's if you true. if you don't love that, you don't you can't even like it. You have to love it. Right. And even for my friends that are teachers, like teaching maths and like other subjects in schools, you have to love it. If you don't love this job, you cannot do it. You can't like it. It's okay. just not enough to sustain you in the long run. So um, so it wasn't a hard transition because I realized I loved it. If mm-hmm. I didn't love it, I probably wouldn't be doing it right now. So okay. So yeah. are you are you planning on like, would you, I don't know, like, I mean, you went abroad to do your 
to do your university studies, would you would you study for your PhD in Italy? I don't know. I've never considered it. Like I've been here for three years, and I'm now starting to think again. So what do I want to do with that? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I, I don't know. I don't know if I will study. Like I don't know. But I know I've always loved to be maybe somewhere else, trying a different country. Um, I don't know. Maybe like I want to study abroad, but I don't know where. I don't know why. How? I don't know. I mean, you could go to the states. I don't like the states. No. <gasps> I don't know. I'm not like, nah, I'm not going, nah, I never liked the States. I think when I was young, obviously, is that place, you see the high school movies and everybody wants to be in America to be in those kind of movies and live that life, fine. But like, I think as you grow older, you're like, nah, this place is not it. Yeah. Nah, I'm not interested in America, sorry. <laughs> Canada, probably, maybe Canada, yeah. Okay. But um, <laughs> Canada is cool. It looks like a chill vibe. But we're talking well, about a unit. You know, I, I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I agree with you on many levels there. Um, but as far as like, yeah, PhD programs, they're hard know, to beat. Exactly, hard, like, it's hard to beat, right? It's hard to beat. Exactly, psychology schools in America are the best, even as a career, uh, psychology career in America. I like is the place to do it. Like I see so many people. Um, I, I've heard so much from that side. So, but it's just the life. Like America is. <laughs> Yeah, I think when you lived in Europe, <laughs> America's just different. I don't know. I don't know if it's for me. No, no, it's it's very different. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just in general, like it's never been very inspiring for me, especially as a black person. Like I just, yeah, it's not enticing. It's not enticing. I mean, nowhere in the West is enticing, to be honest, but I mean, there's levels. And I feel like America's level is different. So, yeah, it's just... I don't know. I've never lived there. I don't know. I'm not American, but like, I just, yeah, yeah I, just, I don't know. It, it's not, it doesn't inspire me. It doesn't go like, oh, I want to try. But I have friends I've studied there. I have my friend right now doing a PhD in Atlanta, Germany. It's not like, yeah, it's not possible. It's just for me personally, it's just not. It's, I mean, you know, PhD is like, what, three to five years in and out, you know, going <laughs> in and out, right? That's it. Exactly. Just take the degree back to Italy and like start working. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a tough call. You're right. It's a very tough call. Yeah. Because. Well, considering now that you're talking about it, I'm like, okay, it can be considered. I mean, obviously, like uh, great universities, you know, funding for fellowships is important, mm-hmm. of course. Like, um, because the cost of academia is crazy. Exactly. But if if you find the right school, and you find the right place, again, you know three to five years right yeah phd is a very tricky one it's a very very tricky one so it's a tricky one i think i would do like a program like a pro like an actual program with years and like rather than a like a study mm-hmm. so like with psychology they are pro like in the uk i don't know how it works in america but in the uk it's like there's programs so three-year program you need to do this you need to do exams you need to do that and then you finish you got the phd so it's not like a study phd where see that sounds like germany exactly yeah so so maybe germany is an option for you yeah i mean the country works i like germany the country works but um i don't speak any german and on top i don't know the country is very cold is it cold there not really okay does the sun shine because england was gloomy yeah the sun shines how many, how many times a year? Every day. The sun is out there every day. 
No, but is it is it decorations song? Because in England, is it decorations song? No, no, it's it's, it's 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 a lot better than in England. Okay. Like okay. you know, winter time is here. I mean, it's cloudy, but it's partly cloudy as well. Yesterday we had blue skies. Okay, good. Yeah. Where have you visited in Germany? Um, I went with school, so we went to yeah, we went to uh, Berlin, but we mm -hmm. also went to um, the South B Canal. What the concentration camp? It's a concentration camp down there. Beer Canal. I don't know. I mean, I know there's concentration camps, but I don't know the names. Everywhere, <laughs> probably, yeah. probably everywhere. But uh, there was one on in the south. Okay. It was is a double name. It was a double okay. name. Okay. Um. Yeah, it was there, and then um, and then um, and then and then we went to Frankfurt. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I love so, that. Frankfurt's very nice. Your father and mother. There's. There's still. How far are they away from you right now? Are they in? You said they're in Palermo. No, no, no. I was born there. They just next door. Okay. <laughs> they just next door. Yeah. That's a that's a good daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we were born there, but then we moved there because my dad's job, because he's a reverend pastor, so the church moves uh -huh. him around. So they what him what language does he preach in? English. Okay. English and tree both. Okay. Yeah. Who's, his, who, who's the congregation? Uh, the Ghanaians. There is a Ghanaian church. Yeah. Okay. So it's Ghanaians that live in Vicenza. Like hundreds, thousands? No. Um, well, we used to be a lot more, but obviously since the UK happened and then people started getting their passport, they all decided to run to the UK with mm -hmm. their pastures, mm -hmm. um, which are not, but whatever, they're going to find out. Anyways, um, <laughs> so... Um, it's um, no, now we're like 50 people, okay. But there's a lot of Ghanaian churches here in Chantel, okay. Lots. Yeah, we're one of like 10, probably. Okay, yeah. So, do a lot of Italians come to his services? No, we don't have really have Italians coming, okay. it's just because the way the church is that like is, is the very Ghanaian church, uh huh. So, it's a bit tough for. Italians to come and join in and stuff like that, but we're trying to change things now. Okay, we're trying to we're trying to take it to a different direction now and okay. more just include different people if they're interested in coming. Okay, so but at the moment it's English and tree. What denomination is it? Is a is a is a Christian is a Christian Pentecostal. Right. It's Protestants. You know, it's Catholics and Protestants. It's Protestant sides. Right. It's Pentecostal, charismatic. Is your father like, is he like a, is he like a lively, like vibrant, like, you know, orator when he gives sermons? Um, yes, he is. He is vibrant. He's charismatic. He's definitely charismatic. Okay. Yeah. You don't think the American black preacher, like that's not happening. Like that, where there's like singing, he's almost like he's singing and then there's a piano at the back and there's like the organ for every word he says. <laughs> but he's, he's, he's engaging. He's captivating. Okay. What does your mother do there? Um, she she helps out with the women. They do okay. prayers in the week. Um, they offer support with moms and widows and um, just yeah, wives in general. Okay. They just help out in prayer and just nice. support, like support system. Yeah. Nice. No, it's good. It's really good. Yeah. And you said you had a sister. 
I have two sisters, two oh, younger two sisters. They both live in, in England as well. Okay. Are they studying or working? Um, so one is a biomedical scientist. She, okay. She's a scientist. She works for um, Cadbury Chocolate, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, she, she works for them. Okay. And with them, yeah, she, there's a science behind chocolate making. I've never knew. She didn't either. So, yeah, so there's that. And then, um, and then my other sister uh, just finished her master's in criminology. Criminology. Yeah, she's always interested in stuff like that. So she she wants to be a detective. Like she wants to get into detective work, like okay. police detective, like science, forensic science stuff, like kind of things. Yeah. Okay. She's always really into that. Well, your parents must be like super proud. Oh yeah, I think they are. Yeah, they definitely are. They definitely are. All three daughters, highly educated, ambitious, intelligent, <laughs> yeah. outgoing. Yeah. <laughs> Most outstanding in language. Most outstanding, exactly. No, I think I'm the most outgoing. They're more introverts. My sisters are more introverted than I am. But yeah, they're cool. Detective. Yeah. Watching those crime yeah, shows. Yeah, she used to watch CSI. Watching those crime shows in, in the 90s. Yeah, she used to watch all of it all the time. Like she was like on it, fashion crimes, every everything, whatever she watched it. She would like actually love it. I watch them as well, but I watch the psychological side more of it. Mm-hmm. Just the psychology side of it, but she actually, but if it was too gruesome, I wouldn't watch it. She okay. loved it. This at least, uh, that's her. <laughs> okay. How long do you think you'll continue working as a teacher? Is this something that I mean? Mm-hmm. I know you, you love it, right? So, like, yeah. But if you go back to university and you pursue your academic career goals, um, mm. I mean, your parents are probably very happy to have you back home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At least one of us is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is the thing. Like, I think more now, more than ever, I've been thinking a lot more about the future. I mean, for now, I'm happy teaching, and I'm like happy still teaching and stuff like that. But I definitely, I definitely want more. Like, I definitely want to something else. I still want to experience the world. Mm-hmm. Like I've been in Vicenza three years and I feel already like, okay, I'm ready to move on to something else. Do you know what I mean? Like right. I'm like, I'm near enough. So like I I I, I get fidgety if I'm somewhere for too long and I want to move to something else and try. But definitely like I would want I, I want to pursue my career, like my academic goals, like you said. Mm-hmm. But um I have a blog as well. Like I enjoy blogging. Like I wish I could do full time, like blogging, YouTube, like do something like that full time really get into that just more like conversations with people use psychology in a way but ultimately i do want to become a child psychologist like i'm passionate about kids and become them becoming the best people they can become so that's really ultimately what i want to do but for now i do love teaching and enjoying it so what what are you writing about in your blog just write about anything just like it's, it's a very it doesn't aim to be inspirational, but it have to, it ends up being okay. um, because of my health challenges and like because I, I I go to dialysis, I do dialysis and stuff like that. So that's why I really needed a job that was like hassle free. Okay. Um, I mean, it's obviously teaching is hassle, but it's not hassle for me. So um, yeah, I needed something like that. So I just share with my experiences about life or like. Yeah, things I go through and like just bring my perspective on the situation and just try and find a way where people can then be encouraged about their situations. So yeah, so like for example, like my new one, I wrote obviously somebody that was really close to me passed away. So I spoke about that. 
mm-hmm. they give like a tribute to who the person that she was. And, you know, and people read it and was like, oh, he encouraged me. Like when he helped me to deal with when my dad passed, when my mom passed, and, you know, it's just stuff like that. So just a way to just bring people together. Okay. Way to have people come together to heal. Is it in, is it in, is it in English and in Italian? It's in English. Okay. No, it's in English. Yeah. Nice. But I think my YouTube was going to be in Italian. Okay. In English. I don't know. I don't know how to do It's really difficult to try and combine both languages because I want to be true to myself. And I am these two people. I am both Italian and English speaking person as well. But mm-hmm. it's tough, obviously, because English is the internationally spoken language. It's going to reach more people. Exactly. So, um, but then I've seen also a lot of people with locally that have done so much because they speak Italian. Because it's it, it, Italians, like I said, don't speak English, don't understand English like that. So, so it's like it's more locally targeted. It's, it's good as well. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. But the blog is in English, so that one stays in English. Is Italian like? Um, is it more difficult to learn than English? Do you think? Uh, yeah, just because it has different. The grammar is hard. Okay. It, it, like there's no genders in English there's genders in Italian okay there's feminine it's masculine I think it's the same in, in German as well do you know what I mean there's there's genders there's yeah. Um, yeah. different um, tenses the different persons pronouns have different conjugations right. right you know in English I think you think we think they think everybody think it's always think but in Italian it's different ones for each person so it's harder like, okay. I, I, I see I think Italian is a hard language I always said it see my parents and uncles and aunties and family members and people that are from Africa learning Italian is a tough uh-huh. language. Okay. Yeah, it's a tough language, I think. The tenses is a lot. When did your parents, did your parents, did they immigrate together? No, no, no. They, they, met, they met here. Okay. Yeah, so they, like, my mom came with her brother and my dad came with his brother. Okay. And they, they met at church. Right. Yeah. Is your father speaking Italian? Yeah, speaks Italian, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, they've been here for 30, how many? I'm 31. So they've been here for like 34 years. That's five. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Like my German students, Germans, my German friends, they sort of get frustrated with me because I don't speak German, right? <laughs> and yeah, I get it. I get it. Exactly, that's life. <laughs> if you were in England, you wouldn't be, you don't have time to get frustrated, you learn. And um, is, do you think the foreigners that live in uh, there in Italy, mm. are they, do Italians say like, okay, if you're going to live here, if you're going to work here, you got to speak Italian? Yeah, you have to, because it's not the way to communicate for anything, to okay. buy a bus ticket, to... I don't know, to get a job, to, to do anything. You have to speak Italian. Okay. At least the basics. You have okay. to. There's no other way. You can't speak English. Nobody understands you. Nobody will understand you. So there's jobs in Italy for English teachers. <laughs> yeah, loads. That's why. I remember we, we did a training last Saturday, and one guy literally quit his full-time job to join his wife in, his te- in her teaching teaching opportunities and stuff and they've literally built two houses like it's very lucrative and you were like yes teaching languages is very lucrative and didn't realize how lucrative it was and i was like gosh 
because yeah English is just something that is more demanded nowadays for for so many reasons and so and because they don't they don't teach it properly in schools it's just something people need people really need it people need to speak English they need certifications and stuff like that so so like how many hours are you teaching a week maybe 20 22 20 20 25 I don't know okay and this is the only job you have yeah okay is the salary can it sustain you is it enough or is it not enough well because I live with my parents yes but if I was to live on my own I don't think it would it would either need more hours or I would need a different job okay yeah like I live with my parents that's why so it's not as yeah exactly it's not much so it's fine yeah. But if I was on my own, I wouldn't, I would need more hours or I would need another job somewhere else combined okay. to this one or I need a, a different job altogether. Okay. So, yeah. But that's good. You're saving right now. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying. Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, if your parents are asking you for rent, put your father on the microphone right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. He's not, he's not. I'll straighten that out. <laughs> No, 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 no. Exactly. So I am saying, yeah, definitely. You're using the same books I am, right? Are you using the Lingua books? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What other materials, like, what other, for if you're teaching an English class, like, what else do you supplement? What other websites can you give our listeners? Like, what I use, like, Teach This and Perfect English Grammar, and I use the BBC, the British Council's English. Yeah. Are you using any other sites that you could tell us like how to improve as far as like with like, you know, uh, handouts or activities? Yeah. Um, One really, really good website is um, ISL Collective. Okay. ISL Collective is such a good website. It's really good for like anything. Okay. You just type it. You can find it in songs. Like you can find songs with gaps and maybe you want to do an activity where the, the students fill out the song, they listen to the song and they fill out with the words mm-hmm. of whatever level. It's like, oh, I want an A1 song. I want a B2 song. I want to do this level song. You can find it. I still feel like it's such a good website. It really saved my life so many times. Okay. When it comes to like handouts of like anything for kids, for teenagers, for adults, whatever you want to do. So like even like handouts, like body parts, there's pictures of the body parts and the gaps and you have to fill it out. And, and, it, and it's done by teachers all over the world mm-hmm. that upload it on the on the on the website and so the okay. others use it. It's okay. really, really good. ISL Collective, very good website. Okay. Anything else? That's the main one I use. I That's the main one you use. Okay. <laughs> Plus the ones you already mentioned, like the BBC one and like stuff like that. When I want to do something interactive, there's a game called Kahoot. Mm. When it's like group, yeah, Kahoot. I mean, like yeah. everybody gets the phone, download it, and then it's all this. I do all the I make them create the questions uh-huh. so we create the quiz. So I do that with um, classes, like big classes. Okay. So then they create the um, they create the quiz. I mean, so then they, they correct the structure in English and yeah. okay, we're all gonna do a quiz, pick an African country, and then you have to look at the structure, you have to look at the reason, and I want you to do 10 questions from food to culture to customs to tradition. Right. So that's another way to practice as well. Yeah. I used Kahoot in Turkey. I haven't used it in Germany. Again, I'm using, I'm, I'm teaching like engineers and adults and production line workers and, you know, <laughs> hey guys, do you guys want to download Kahoot? No. <laughs> no, we don't. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a different crowd. 
<laughs> That's a different crowd. They wouldn't get. But I sell collectives books. Yeah, you 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 have different approaches for different students, right? That's, yeah, that's basically how it is. Um, what are your hobbies? Um, okay, so I love to read. I mm-hmm. love reading. I've always loved reading. Um, I love writing. Like I said, I write the blog. Mm-hmm. Um, I love singing. Um, I sing, and then playing guitar. And okay. yeah, I think that's it, really. Okay, but so you're you're, I, you're you're very artistic and very talented. You're talking about all these creative avenues. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's what. Um, do you like to ride bikes? Do you like to go for walks in the park? Nah. No. No, I don't like nature. Like you're not, you're I hate insects. Okay. <laughs> They just get my nerves, flies, bees, anything that just makes sound and noises. And when you walk in the park, I've done a couple of times, it just stress. Like it really stresses me out. So it's sort of been a relaxing moment. It it becomes anxiety improvement. So I stopped. Nah, it's not for me. Like I I used to go running and I said, nah, I can't do it anymore. So I just do Pilates in my house. Okay. Yeah. But Italians like the people ride bikes there, right? Like every day. Yeah, they love it. I just, when I was younger, and I didn't have any 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 other way to get to place. Obviously, I had to ride a bike, so I was uh-huh. forced to use it. But it wasn't a pleasurable moment. Okay. Yeah, but now I have a car. I, I drive. I can't do bikes. Okay. But bikes are different. I think it's nice. I think you only have the wind in your air when it's a bit warm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, but when like, it's cold, you know, it's not fun. Okay. And when it's really hot, it's not fun. So, so you grew up on an Italian diet? Um, but, Italian and Ghanaian diet. Right. But your mother, I'm sure, is cooking like lots of... How would I... What is the adjective? Ghanaian. Ghanaian. Yeah, okay, Ghanian. So your mother, Yeah, your mother is still cooking lots of like Ghanaian food? Yeah, but no, she cooks... My mom cooks a lot of Italian food as well. Okay. We eat more Italian than anything. It's not really... Especially now that we're on a diet, we're trying to be cute and simple okay so because Ghanaian foods are very heavy they're like either starch or like a lot of carbs they're very heavy meals okay so um yeah she cooks a lot of Italian food as well so for example like what's the last thing she cooked what did she cook last night like for example like for lunch we had pasta with vegetables so like tuna tomatoes mozzarella and onions mix up together very nice sounds good Sounds amazing. It was. What else kind of like Italian food? What's your favorite Italian food? Piadina. What is that? It's like a flatbread with like stuff inside. I mean, British people will say it's a wrap. It's not a wrap. Mm -hmm. It's a wrap that is flat and that is grilled. And then it's like warm because a wrap a lot of times is also cold. Is there something like, what's what's inside of it? You can put anything you want. So I normally have salmon because I love fish. I don't really Mm -hmm. eat meat. So I have like salmon, avocado, and like Philadelphia cheese or mozzarella or something like that. But some people, like my sisters, have like ham and mozzarella. Somebody can have, you know, there's different, different two types of ham. Do you roll it up like, though? Do you wrap it? Is it like a wrap though? No, Do you it's roll? flat like this. Uh-huh. So the bread is like this and you put it together. Ah. You close it together like that. Okay. So it's not wrapped. It's like closed like this. Okay. So it, it's like- so nice. Is it, is that something you can make at home? 
Yeah, yeah, you can make it at home. They sell in the supermarket. They sell the flatbread in the supermarket. You put it in the frying pan. Yeah. You put your stuff in when you cook it a little bit. Then you put mm-hmm. your stuff wherever right, you want it in. And then you close it. So Sounds they just like to chew. Okay. Yeah. That's my favorite, favorite thing. Is um, originally from Emilia Romagna. Uh-huh. The region, that's where the pianino is from. Okay. So they originated that thing. So yeah. Okay. So it's not pizza. No, I don't really eat pizza like that. No. Do you like pizza? Not so much. Prefer pasta and piadina. Yeah, pizza not so much. I think it's too much. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm just lost. Yeah, for it, not really. Do you like ravioli? No, the stuffing inside. I don't know. Depends on the stuffing. Okay. Depends on the stuffing inside. Tortellini, also stuffing inside, right? Yes, (laughs) it depends entirely. But this, this are nice. I love foods, just like some food and some are not. But yeah, okay. I'm a big fish fish eater, so I love fish. How many times do you get to travel back to Ghana? Um, before the pandemic, it was almost every year for mm-hmm. Christmas. And then now, not so much because of COVID and stuff. So mm-hmm. the last time I went was 2018. Okay. Yeah. So do you fly into, and I just remember the capital city. Did you fly into Accra? Yes, good. Yes, yes. We fly into Accra. I know. <laughs> I know. We fly into Accra and then from there, because our city is Kumasi. Mm-hmm. That's where my parents are from. So we go into Accra and then from Accra we get bus to Kumasi. We can also get plane to Kumasi. Okay. So, yeah. That's how long, like, is that a long flight? How long of a flight is that? No, it's like, I don't know, 40 minutes. No, but from like to 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 Ghana. Oh, to Accra? No, six hours. Six hours. Okay, if it's a direct bad. direct flight, six hours. Six okay, seven that's, hours. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Okay. Yeah, six seven hours. Interesting. What do you think the prize is going to be? My so my colleagues were like, you should consider yourself like if you don't get Mark. Because <laughs> it was one Christmas that we thought we were going to get like really nice present and we got mugs with the link on it. I mean, I still haven't like, used my mug, but I'm just really like, right. So basically, they everybody just advised me to keep my expectations low so that if it's something low, I don't get disappointed. So I don't know. I actually don't know. But yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I'm there thinking five days, I don't know, in a in lingua school of your choice spend like five days there or something but we'll see i have no idea i, I just don't want to have the expectations i mean cash prize yeah exactly speaking maybe an amazon voucher or something but i don't know i don't know in lingua has I disappointed mean, it, me it should, it should be cash that's what i think <laughs> you know what i yeah if anything the cash prize yeah when are you going to find out what the prize is do you know what? I don't know. This. Oh yeah, they said at the end of the month. Okay. But then I don't know. It's the end of the month now, so <laughs> nobody's knocked on my door. So I don't know. But apparently, they're gonna send it to the school mm-hmm. because it's, they could send it to the house. I said, okay, if they send it to the school, then maybe it's something official. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I mean, I was like, could it be a new car? It can't be a new car. So. Um, it, yeah, it, it won't be a car. <laughs> but I mean, dude, it, it should be like it should be like a couple thousand euros that's what i think yeah no that's what you think it should be yeah but the reality what is it going to be 500 euros 1000 euros i don't think they're going to give me money 
Usually, if he's coming to the school, why not just sending the money to my family? You'll get a certificate, you'll get a plaque, you'll get maybe a t shirt. Yeah, but it has to be a cash prize. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll email you and let you know when I get it. <laughs> that's, what people, that's what people need right now. People need cash. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. So we'll see what it is. I want to be curious now. So we're waiting for it. I okay. think everybody's more interested than I am. So yeah. before we wrap it up, let's talk a little bit about your office. Yeah. Um, hmm. how, many, how many teachers do you guys work with? Like English teachers, let's say. Oh, did a training the other day. I think it was 15, 15 maybe. Okay, so that's a big school. 10 to 15, yeah. Okay. 15 teachers, English teachers, yeah. Yeah, probably okay. 15. 15. But there's a lot of like Spanish teachers and French mm-hmm. teachers and like okay. Italian teachers. Are the classrooms, I mean, okay, so in the management, uh, mm-hmm. Good management people. Do you get along with everybody there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the the admin team, the management team at school. They were amazing. Okay. They're amazing, super super helpful, always friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because this is my first teaching experience, I've never taught before. So this was like great for me because I've had like Veronica, who's the basically supervisor. She like the yeah, she's a supervisor. She's always the one. She's been teaching for more than 10 years. So she always has loads of ideas and um, creativity on how to like do stuff. Sometimes I'm really stuck. I don't know what to do with certain people, how to make them move forward. Because some people you really teach them and it's just not going through because everybody's different. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, she can give you loads of ideas and stuff. And have... These are different people on the team. They're just like super helpful. Okay. Like I'm obviously always a joke because I'm not really good at like, you know, you have to fill out the sheets, the presents. I'm not really good at that. Like I always leave it last minute and they pile up. There's like hundreds of them to fill out last minute. It's always a joke. And so we have Valentina who's always like, and I have to do like, she's always very helpful in getting to that target. Nice. So no, it's a great staff. It's a great staff of people. Mario and Yana who's there. Sabrina's a girl. It's great staff. It's great staff. And then Sylvia, obviously the CEO. So. Nice. Great staff. And in, do you have uh, do you have nice facilities? Do you have nice classrooms to work in? Yeah. So we before we used to be in this um, the school used to be in the center of the town, mm-hmm. which is amazing because like right outside your window you see the basilica. It's called in Italian, so like the big church, church, yeah. thing in the middle of the main square of the city, and you see it's so beautiful. Like from the window you see it, it's way beautiful, but it was small because it was in the middle of the town, mm-hmm. so um, it was tiny. But now we moved to a, a, a to a school a bit outside of town, but not outside of town, but outside of the city center, but it's in Vicenza still. Okay. Big car park and the school is much bigger. So there's classrooms. We even have a teacher's room. We didn't have a teacher's room. There are places at least with the teacher's room uh, where you can chill in between lessons. Right. Um, there's a microwave, there's a fridge. Um, yeah, it's just nice. It's nice. It's very nice. It's parking so you can drive. You couldn't drive to town before because obviously driving the city center, everybody knows how it is. Okay. Of whatever city, it's driving the city center stress. How far do you live from the how far do you live from the school? Um five minutes down the road. Do you walk? Like, is it, no, I don't walk because I can't walk, but it's a five-minute drive. <laughs> it's a five-minute drive. It's a five-minute drive to school. Or or a 10-minute bike ride. Or a 10-minute bike ride, exactly. No, but you know what? It's because because it's a it's a highway. That's why it's five minutes. Um, from my house is a highway in five minutes to okay. the school. Then you come up the highway in the school. 
Okay. But if, if you were like cycling or you were walking, you have to go inside. You can't go on the highway. Okay. So it will take at least half an hour. 25, I've walked before. It's okay. like half an hour, 25 okay. minutes walk. Okay. Fantastic. Which is cool, but then it's like, why do I have to do this? So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why do I have to stress myself? Like do you, I mean, that's something that you and Germans have in common. You both love your cars. Yeah, I just love convenience. Yeah. If it's not a car, if it's somebody else driving, that's fine. It doesn't have yeah. to be a car. It could be like a motorbike. I don't know. I don't care. It's just okay. comfortable. Do you have a motorbike? No, I don't. I've never had one before. As a typical like Ita- Italian. Thing. I know Italian. I just never had one. Mom was always scared I was going to get an accident and die. So she never got me one. But I really wanted one when I was younger. Okay. Riding around on your Vespa. like da, da, da. Exactly. No, yeah, I really wanted one. My mom was like, no. So... I never had one. Are scooters coming to your town? Or are they already in your town? These little they're already scooters? there. They are the loads. They're already there. The electric ones, right? Right. Yeah, they're just people have used it, yeah. Yeah, they're just becoming popular here in Dessau. I see like one. Yeah. Yeah. It's just easier to use on a bicycle, Jamie. Yeah. It's electric, it moves faster, you don't have to use your own map powered. So they're very popular, but they're very annoying. But they are. <laughs> Because they're staying in the middle of the road and it's just like, go away. But yeah, they're definitely there. Yeah, I like your personality. Like You're sarcastic and you're like honest at the same time. <laughs> you got to be. You have to be. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll let you go. You got 15 minutes. Yeah, I need to put my shoes on and I need okay. to put this right. lesson. Again. But it was great. It was a great yeah. chat. Yeah. It. Thank you very much. And, um, yeah, it was really fun. I'm actually going to listen to your podcast now. Thanks again. Okay, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, let me know about the schools. I'll start looking for them as well. Um, it was a great chat. Yeah, it's nice if to you. Come to Vicenza, let me know. I'll keep in contact. Dude, we're definitely going to keep in contact and I'm definitely yeah. going to come to Vincenza. Okay, All right. thank you so much. We'll see you. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Oops. Thank you for listening to Enlingua Podcast, live from Dessau. We hope you stay tuned for more episodes.